The Uncomfortable Truth Podcast is a proud member of the EdUp Experience Podcast Network, your go-to resource on staying up-to-date with what's going on in education today. Welcome to The Uncomfortable Truth, where we answer the questions we all need to be asking about race and racism in America. I'm Loki Mulholland. And I'm LaVon Brown. And it's it's time time to to get uncomfortable. Some would want you to believe that institutional racism doesn't exist, that racist laws haven't been written since 1964 when somehow the signing of the Civil Rights Act put an end to it all. Obviously, this is false, but let's suppose for a moment that it was true. You don't need racist laws. You just need racist gatekeepers to maintain institutional racism. And LeVon, this came to light when uh, Senator Ron, there's a couple of stories I'm going to share here, but Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, in an interview about the January 6th insurrection, uh, he said that he wasn't worried because these were, quote, people that love this country. I knew those were people that truly respect law enforcement, would never do anything to break the law. So I wasn't concerned. There's a lot of fallacies in that to begin with. I wish they had all those people that those kind people that were storming yeah building had caught him yeah because they were going to kill whoever they caught right and yeah. i just wish he had been one of them but uh i suppose that's very small of me so yeah well you know i mean you know we, we all we, we all have our moments live on but this was a riot of course that left more than 100 officers injured one dead and 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 they've all you know these people have been charged you know with actually breaking the law so it's kind of counter to what he actually said um, he also has also said that this was Nancy Pelosi's fault, by the way, because as Speaker of the that. House, she didn't do enough to actually provide security from the friendly mob. You know, right. he also claims that they were uh, there were um, provocateurs who were impersonating Trump supporters, and that and that this wasn't an armed insurrection. So obviously, he's constantly you know contradicting himself. But it's it's what he said in particular in regards to if this was a different group of people. Right. He said, had the tables been turned and President Trump won the election and those were tens of thousands of Black Lives Matter and Antifa protesters, I might've been a little concerned. Yeah. Needless to say, when he was called out on this for what it was, you know, uh, you know, dog whistle type talk, he says, there was nothing racial about my comments, nothing whatsoever. So... Is he the real victim of his own veiled hate speech? There's two ways to look at that. One is uh, he truly believes that what he said was not racist. Right. That's one way. Or he doesn't believe that anything that's said against people of color is racism. Right. That's, it's just truth. It's just truth. It's, it's, hey, I'm just uh, saying they would have killed me. Yeah. I would have been concerned. I would have been concerned. Look, if this was a mob of black people, I mean, we already know how that's going to end. Right. You know, it's not the way that it would end with a mob of white people because I've already said that they were friendly and, and they I believe in the not, law. I was not at all concerned. Right. Now, I noticed that he wasn't in the building. Right. Uh, I don't think sometimes I, I listen to these people, Lindsey Graham's and, and, and people like that. I don't think they know what they're saying. I mean, I know they know what they're saying, but they contradict themselves even in the middle of making the speech. Right. They say stuff that clearly doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 
But what's even more is that people say, yeah, that's right. But it doesn't have to make sense. It just has to emotionally appeal to the people that they're listening that is listening. And they and they do. But let's but let's take what he says, because he says people that he said these were people that love the country right. and knew those were people that truly respect the law, would never do anything to break the law. So I wasn't concerned. And then he says, now, if this was Black Lives Matter and so forth, I would be concerned. So what is he really saying? He's saying, well, Black Lives Matter people, they don't respect the law. They would, you know, law enforcement, they would break the law and I would be worried. So really, you know, in the same, what he's really saying is, is that, yeah, these people, you know, these people, um, you know, they, they, they would come and try to kill us. Right. And so well, what he's also doing at the same breath, he's also saying that uh, that that this white mob was justified in their in their anger and so forth because they're protecting America. Now, he has managed to ignore the fact that they were beating the cops. Yep. Uh, they killed one. Mm -hmm. uh, they were trying to kill the vice president. Right. Uh, they even built a. Uh, um, Guilty. Yeah, a guilty. Not guilty, but a hanging moose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All that stuff was going on. And he's going to stand there and say, well, I would have, I thought all right. Yeah. All that stuff that happened, the bombs that got planted, uh, he was willing to say, and I don't know if you saw the people entering the building. Right. But it, was, it was strictly military style. Right. All of that stuff. He's saying, ignore that. Right. And a lot of his people are saying, well, that didn't happen. Yeah. These were all good people. Yeah. It was, it was, it was uh, people who were infiltrating, impersonating. Those were the bad people. Even though you can take the pictures, go on the internet, which is what the FBI and law enforcement did, and said, right. well, these people are actually, and these are people who even posted their own videos saying, hey, I'm here, and blah, 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 and if you, if you, this is why the Nazis did so much at following what the Americans did, because mm -hmm. they're doing the same thing now. Right. All this is about, let's tell the lie and let's tell it often and we'll always stick to it. Right. And there are enough people who will say uh, what they saw, they didn't see. Yeah. What happened, didn't happen. When Trump said, what, what the people with the tiki torches, the yeah. people when the Nazis came, yeah. And Trump said there were good, there were good people on both sides. Mm -hmm. Now, and the only reason he added both sides was because they had told them to apologize for what they did, right? Uh, but he didn't mean that. What he meant was, these are my people over here, mm -hmm. the ones with the tiki torches. And if you tell me that there were some good people over there, fine, I'll say yeah. that, right? And if you if you look at Nazi history. What they did was they just told a lie all the time. Yeah, and they—it was the same lie, and that's all that he's doing. Cruz is doing, uh, you name it. Graham, I mean, there's a whole bunch of them that right. are lined up behind the Fuhrer, telling these lies. Yeah, when you see, I mean, the FBI has arrested 300 people, mm -hmm. and they're going to arrest more. You know, some of them more serious than others. Sure, and he. How can he stand there and say that? Yeah. He can say that because he has followers. Which 
brings up another point. He's, he's an elected official and, and people actually voted for him to be in power and to have a say in how the lives of all citizens are treated. I guess they see him as a defender of white control, which they fear they're losing. Everybody didn't vote for him. There was a particular part of the country that voted for him, number one. Number two, the Republicans are very busy getting up more of those districts and, and uh, to vote for people. They don't care about the rest of the country. They care about their people. Right. But and they care about owning sections of it. Yes. Same way Trump won. But there are people, uh, you know, I guess my point is, is that it's not just that this guy is a, you know, is a, is a, you know, is a racist, but that people felt he was okay and elected him into that office. So what does it say about the people who are electing these people? Well, it, 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 there are two kinds of people I think that are doing the voting and there are three kinds of people that, that right. vote for people like that. One is, uh, I don't care what he says as long as he doesn't interfere with X, whatever right. X is that they want to do. Pass taxes, uh, to Harvard, Whatever they want to do, I'm okay with that. Right. Uh, I don't care about them anyway. Right. Then there are those people who believe everything he says. Yeah. They've been taught to believe that. They don't. They watch one news channel. They watch Fox News. That's all they ever see. Uh, and 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 they still haven't learned that they are not safe. Mm -hmm. uh, by what these people do, that nobody cares about them. Right. Except for their vote. Right. So they, they, they've been trained that, you know, these people of color are trying to take over. Right. And these people will stop them. Right. Uh, and that's all that is. I mean, if you notice, there's not one program, not one, that has come out of the Republican Party. Right. Right. They have, they're, they're intent on building power and they're intent on protecting racists. Right. That's what they do. So what's the third group? I said three. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Well, to me, I was just thinking about those who just kind of vote party line. My family was Republicans. I'm Republican. Boom. Done. Well, yeah, but well, that's true after a fashion. But those I throw those in with the people who the party is doing is not getting in their way of doing what they want to do. But this isn't just limited to the halls of Congress. Uh, in, a, in a Daily Beast article, it was revealed that a guy named Kevin Stone, uh, who is a, is a probation officer in North Carolina, you know, no big deal. There's plenty of probation officers, right, around the country. However, Stone has had to defend himself against accusations of being a racist or a member of a white supremacist group. Why? Well, 
He is the statewide head of the North Carolina chapter of the Sons of Confederate Veterans and a co-founder and national commander of the Mechanized Cavalry Heritage Defense, the CSV's motorcycle gang, whose motto is, ride as you would with Forrest. Forrest meaning Bedford Forrest, the founder of the Klan. In 2020, Stone was elected leader of the SCVs, that's the Southern Confederate Veterans, Army of Northern Virginia. And it doesn't take much internet sleuthing to find photos of him with neo-Nazis and insignia, flashing white power signs and hanging out with the big boys of the white supremacist movement. Now, of course, the rub is that North Carolina has given him legal authority over the lives and freedom of, and this is from the uh, Daily Beast, quote, North Carolina has given him legal authority over the lives and freedom of black and brown folks ensnared by the state's system of criminal justice. Naturally, North Carolina's Department of Public Safety were notified, and all this was back in 2019. And their spokesperson, Tracy Lee, in an issue statement said that they were aware of the concerns raised and would be, quote, looking into the matter and will take action deemed most appropriate. Then there was the typical boilerplate language at the end of the statement um, that the department, quote, expects its employees to maintain high ethical and moral standards. Remember, this was in 2019, and the guy is still on the job. So you have to kind of question just how high their ethical and moral standards are. and uh, Or is he right in line with them for the state of North Carolina? Okay. So we can go big on Congress, but again, but I'm talking is... about this is about gatekeepers. So now you have this guy who's a probation officer who... You have a system that has already, you know, with mass incarceration and so forth, where the majority of the population is going to be African-American. And now he's deciding the fate of these individuals as a probation officer. And he's in, he, he, he really believes in the Confederate cause. Black people, people of color are right where they're supposed to be. Right. And it is not enough of an issue for those who care to care. Right. You know, he does what he wants to do, and they're okay with that. Every now and then they'll get raised, and then we'll leave them there. The other thing that goes on is the, the heads of a lot of these places, the unions, they want to protect people like that. Why? Because mm -hmm. that's a vote. They don't really care about what he believes politically. They care that he can vote. So if he doesn't like Black people, that's okay with them. Right. He votes for whoever's head of their union. Well, this is this is like the Citizens Council allowing the Klan to do the dirty work. Yep. yep. So exactly here you have these politicians allowing these probation officers who they already know are in cahoots with white supremacist organizations and, and right. the like and so forth. They're like, yeah, but they're taking care of our dirty work. Right. Because they don't like people of color either. Mm -hmm. So it's exactly like that. Yeah. Like the Citizens Council. You know, we don't get our hands dirty. Yeah. We have other people to do that. Right. But they do, too. And these people, those are the jobs they can get. And those are the people that they can get. There's no difference between this guy and an overseer. Right. The owner of the, over, of, of the uh, slaves did not care what the overseer did. But that was okay because they got people to work. This is no different. The, uh, and, and quite frankly... He's dealing with a population that none of us, until recently, even thought about. Right. 
Well, it, it, you know, uh, an, an ordinary hero, um, you know, the film, uh, Hank Thomas talks about being in Parchman prison and that these were the people who were the overseers were the lowest rung of society and they didn't get paid much. And he's like, but we're gonna let you, you know, we, we give you all the blacks you wanna be beat up on. Right. You know? So yeah, you might not get paid a lot, but we're gonna like give you free reign to beat on people. You know, to vent out your frustrations of the us versus them, which just kind of feels the same way. It's like, uh, now I don't know what this guy's track record is a probation officer, but uh, the fact of the matter is, is that he's in that position. And which he shouldn't be. Which he shouldn't be. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you have this high ethical and moral standard, uh, they don't have. Right. Well, <laughs> we have their definition of a high moral standard. In other words, the same people that put Aunt Jemima on the on the cake mix, right? The, the cake, whatever she was on, the, yeah, the syrup, yeah, yeah, or whatever it was, yeah, or Uncle uh, Ben, and Uncle Robert. Ben, they would tell you that they had a high moral standard, and these were the the cream of the black community, right? But this guy's not doing anything different. The the the, the people he works for have a high moral standard. It's just that people of color don't count. Right. So as long as I assume he's not uh, beating his wife and his children and he doesn't get drunk on the weekends and attack his neighbors, he's living up to a high moral standard. Yeah, yeah. We have to watch what people, that's why we have to watch what people do, not what they say. I mean, it's easy to say stuff. All those organizations that said, uh, we're not going to give to the Republicans anymore because, you know, this is the way they're treating people and this is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to give them any money. That lasted about a week and a half. Right. Before large corporations were giving money again. Yeah. And all this stuff about we're trying to get Coca-Cola and whoever, who else the hell is in Georgia to do stuff. They will do stuff when it hurts their bottom line. Right. And it's not hurting it yet which is why you haven't heard from them. Right. The NFL, uh, about 70, 75% of it is black. And they said, wait a minute, you know, that's money. Now, we, you and I both know that most of the owners in the NFL are as racist as but They don't want the money mess with. Right. So they will tell you that they function at a high moral standard. Yeah. Because their money hasn't been messed with. They're giving the people what they, they're worth, mm -hmm. could be money. Well, that's no different than what this guy is doing. He's taking care of what he's supposed to take care of, which is prisoners, or as you would call them, a gatekeeper. Right. They don't, he's, he's in charge of things they don't care about, but need. And so when I think about that, you know, and in, in a previous episode, we talked about the Southern Manifesto. And here are these gatekeepers who are writing this up. And you know that the status quo is just fine. You know, that you know, and, and everything that you know, we're talking about the, the White Citizens Council. I mean, this is stuff back in the '50s and '60s. And yet, boys, some of these things haven't changed. And well, look at that picture that Kip had uh, when he signed the bill for Georgia. Just take a look at it. Right. The only reason, by the way, that Trump had women in the picture when he signed those things he was signing was because it was brought out in the press 
that he had a bunch of white men mm-hmm. around him and there were no women. Yeah. So he got some women. Yeah. I don't know who they were, but he got some. Yeah. So it's it's the window dressing that they will put on no matter what. Yeah. Now, there are some who truly believe in changing things. Uh, and in some organizations, they have. Yeah. But in no way will they change things to the degree that it hurts their money mm-hmm. or, or where they live. Right. They, they're not going to do that. And they don't care that this guy is a member of the Klan or he's a member of, who cares? He is taking care of what he's supposed to take care of. The police in this country, I was shocked as shit when I found out that you you could be a policeman after three months of training. Right. Uh, You go to other countries, Jesus, they're talking about two years. Right. So what do you what do you what are you getting this policeman for? And your background track has nothing to do with with how they you know interact with people within communities and so forth. It's just, you know, okay, do they have an arrest? Do they do drugs? Okay, right. we check those boxes off and boom. Boom. We're, we're hiring. Yeah, we'll we'll deal with the consequences later if they, you know, just unload. Now, of course, the Supreme Court did just actually just rule recently that uh, you know, police officers can't just shoot people with impunity. Well, let's find out what they mean by people. Right. (laughs) Because black people are still dying, so. Yeah. It's a federal law, so we don't know about what the states are going to do yet. I'll let you tell the one that in Alabama, you can still shoot black people. With impunity. With impunity. (laughs) (laughs) Because I thought he was reaching for my gun. Right. Which is always the answer. I'm over here, he's over there, but you understand. Right, right. Nothing ever happens to these people. No. And somebody posted a thing on Facebook, which is actually true, that all these, all the the uh, white mass murderers, and even those who killed, nothing ever happened to them. All of the black ones who might have killed somebody, might not have, all dead. Yeah. By police. Right. So that tells you that they really don't care. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I'm in the middle of New York City and I got to warn kids about being stopped by the police. Now, everybody talking about blue lives matter, I'm, fine. Show me a blue person, I'll agree with you, but it's not every cop that I have to worry about. But you don't know which one to worry about. I don't know which one to worry about. Right. And I know that nothing's going to happen to him when he's done. Yeah. yeah. He knows that. The gatekeepers. They know. They look after each other. Yeah. You know, why isn't union bosses and every policeman saying, wait a minute, we can't have that. You, you can't do that. That's not, uh, you know, holding the principle of a policeman. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it is because they look after each other. We had, The guy that we had on the podcast, they're, they're taught to take care of each other, not yeah. the people. So if they have learned and every police force throughout this country, well, not every, most of them, that if you kill a black person or if you kill a, a, whoever, it's okay. We're gonna take care of you. Yeah. We're, White we're or black, black, you know. White or black. Yeah. We're gonna take care of you. That old man, they knocked down in the middle of uh, yeah. 
Black Lives Matter protest. Like up in Buffalo, this I think Christ. it was or something. Yeah. It, uh, it was upstate New York. Yeah. They knocked the guy down. That was okay. Yeah. So, and people wonder why I worry. Mm. Well, I appreciate LeVon. I do too. It was good. Yeah. Good way to start the day. <laughs> right on. Let's uh, talk again soon. Good talking to you. All right, buddy. Take care. Thank you for joining us. Please support this program and the other works of the Joan Trump Howard Mulholland Foundation to end racism by making a contribution. A simple $5 monthly recurring donation makes a huge difference for us and makes what we do possible. You can learn more at jtmfoundation.org. That's jtmfoundation.org. And until next time, don't be afraid to get uncomfortable.